The Boston Bruins are back from their all-star break and bye week, and it's time to get back to work. First priority, re-signing David Pasternak. Let's get it done here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Friday, February 10th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day, free and available wherever you get podcasts. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, everybody, I am back after a week away in Jamaica, which I highly recommend. The island vibes were immaculate and it was a well needed break. And we very much enjoyed our time down there. If you can get down there, do it. So very fun. The Bruins, of course, were represented at the All-Star game. Not going to talk too much about that today, uh, but we're looking ahead to tomorrow's game against the Washington Capitals, as well as what the Bruins need to do here leading up to the trade deadline. Before we get into that, a quick reminder, you can find the podcast on Twitter at LockedNHLBruins. You can find me at Ian C. McLaren, getting very close to 10,000 followers. Love to hit that very soon. All right, so David Pasternak appeared at the NHL All-Star game, scored a couple goals. I got to see a bit of it. Actually, they had it up at our resort in Jamaica, which was pretty cool. And continued rumblings going on about his impending contract extension, which by all reports is going to come in higher than what the Boston Bruins were hoping to pay. We all know the Bruins MO trying to get guys to take team friendly deals in order to um, ensure competitiveness. If your top guys are making less against the cap than other teams, you should be able to build a supporting crew. And we're seeing that this year, of course, with, you know, Charlie McAvoy making the most money on the team you have David Pasternak, Brad Marchand still on very reasonable deals. Taylor Hall's up there as well. Uh, Hampus Lindholm's got a, got a nice contract. That's not going to be the case with David Pasternak's next contract. I'm sure the Bruins were pushing for something in the nines, maybe tens. Reluctant to go into the 11s or 12s in terms of average annual valuation. That's likely what's going to happen. 
I had been thinking all along, eight years, $88 million makes total sense. And that would be fair value for a player of Pasternak's ilk. He's among the top players in the game. Not quite the elite, the best of the best with your McDavid's dry sidles, but he's right up there in terms of goal scoring and overall production this season. Just so happens he's having his career best year as an impending unrestricted free agent. He's fourth in points behind only McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nikita Kucherov, second in goals, three back of McDavid for the league lead. So he's going to get at least $11 million per season. And we could be seeing a delay here because they're pushing for even more. We know that at present, Connor McDavid is the highest paid player. And he is making $12.5 million per season. Next year, he will be replaced atop the highest contract list by Nathan McKinnon, $12.6 million cap hit. Then you've got Artemi Panarin at 11.642, Austin Matthews at 11.64, Eric Carlson, John Tavares, Drew Doughty, all at $11 million or more. Does David Pasternak belong in that group? Certainly. Um, he's more valuable than Tavares and Doughty at this point. Mitch Marner's at 10.903. He's likely going to be pushing for Artemi Panarin range to be the third or fourth or fifth highest paid player in the NHL next season. And again, he deserves that. Second in goals, fourth in total points. You look at Matthew Kachuk in Florida. He's at 71 points. He's making $9.5 million, which is an absolute steal for the Florida Panthers at this moment. Top priority for Don Sweeney is to get this done, get him locked in so that they know what they're working with for next season. It's going to be tricky. You're going to have Charlie McAvoy making $9.5 million. You're going to have uh, David Pasternak making even more than that. That'll be almost a quarter of the cap tied up in two players. It's going to be very tricky to navigate that, to build a team around that. Um, it would help next season, of course, if Bergeron and Krejci come back at bargain contracts. But there's going to be a lot of room to play with, with a bunch of other free agents hitting the market. But that's a conversation for the postseason. Right now, what we're looking ahead to is the trade deadline. Now just three weeks away, and we're going to talk about the next priority for Don Sweeney here coming up after the break. But first, a quick word about FanDuel. This year, the only app you need 
at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. If you're new to FanDuel, even better, they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Their app is safe, secure, super easy to use, and you get paid your winnings instantly. Join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, so like I mentioned, trade deadline is three weeks away today, and top priority for Don Sweeney is re-signing David Pasternak, then looking towards the trade deadline. We know that he likes to trade player for players with some measure of contractual control or players likely to sign with the Boston Bruins long-term. We saw that with Taylor Hall. saw that with uh, Hampus Lindholm, Charlie Coyle a few years ago. Those are the kind of deals that he likes to make. What Sweeney, Neely, and company have to decide is which players, prospects, and picks they're willing to part with in order to boost this current roster's chances of winning the Stanley Cup. Do you want to subtract from the current roster in order to improve? Or do you want to sacrifice even more of the future for a potentially short-term gain and the best possible shot at winning the Stanley Cup? There's a bunch of guys who have no trade, no movement protection. Uh, That includes Potsdok, Marshan. They're not going anywhere. Taylor Hall, Charlie Coyle, Nick Foligno, all with no trade protection, as does Bergeron, Krejci, Hampus Lindholm, and Derek Forbord on the back end. Mike Riley, Chris Wagner sitting in... Providence, I'm sure they would like a chance to either be called up or moved so that they can jump on an NHL roster down the stretch. Um, It also presents the possibility of trading possibly Brandon Carlo or Matt Grizzlick from the back end in order to seemingly improve add a guy like a Jacob Chikrin, for example, on the back end. Matt Grizzlick is already 29. Carlos is a bit younger at 26. There's some, there's a market for those guys. We heard Brandon Carlos name in relation to uh, the Vancouver Canucks. And we'll see if they are willing to part with 
one of those guys in order to improve on the blue line and pick up a guy like Chikrin who is under contract for a couple more years. Of course, there's picks. The Bruins have their first round pick this year, next year, the year after. What they don't have is second round picks in 2023 and 2024. Those were sent to Anaheim in the Hampus Lindholm deal. So that could limit what they're able to do. They might have to dip into their pool of prospects, such as it is, in order to make a move. Do they trade a John Beecher? Fabian Lysel, Brett Harrison, Oscar Steen, all guys with pretty bright futures, seemingly, with the Boston Bruins. Steen, Beecher, Lysel, of course, playing in Providence at the moment, already with that pro experience. When it comes to the trade deadline, I really don't know what Don Sweeney's plan is other than to give this team its best shot at winning. Their first place overall, Bergeron Krejci decided to come back. There's no guarantees that they're going to come back next season. This is their best chance at winning another Stanley Cup with what is left of the core, and that is basically Bergeron, Krejci, Marchand from days of yore, from the 2011-2013 teams. Chara's long gone. Tori Krug's long gone. Tuka Rask, who just passed the one-year mark of his retirement. So I'm very excited to see what they can do. I would love... I'm all on the Jacob Chikrin chain. I would love to see him acquired. Even better would be to bring Lawson Kraus in with him. That's going to cost you quite a lot. Um, I think they're going to look towards Chicago, Jonathan Taves, maybe Max Domi. There's a lot of chatter in terms of Luke Shen. And next week, we're going to start looking at some of these guys that could be picked up by the Boston Bruins prior to the trade deadline. Or immediately... They have a game coming up tomorrow against the Washington Capitals. And we're going to preview that coming up in a moment. But first, I want to thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day. It's available on your favorite podcast app, on YouTube. So please do smash that subscribe button so that you never miss a thing. All right, Bruins, big game coming up tomorrow against the Washington Capitals. The Capitals right now are a bit of a bubble team in the Eastern Conference. They're in the first wild card spot at the moment, but they are only um, holding on to that by a bit of a thread. They have 60 points, one point up on Pittsburgh and the Islanders. The Islanders have played two more games. Pittsburgh, three fewer, so they have a real chance of catching the Islanders. Florida's hot on their tail. Buffalo's still hanging around. They have three games in hand, and they're four points back. So a bunch of teams in the mix there. 
looking to take one of those wild card spots away from either Pittsburgh or Washington. By way of point percentage, Washington right now in eighth, just barely ahead of the Buffalo Sabres and with a worse goal differential. Over their last five games, Evgeny Kuznetsov, four points. Trevor Van Riebsdyk leading the way with two goals. So they're a bit quiet offensively. David Postnock with seven points in his last five games. Three goals for Pavel Zaka to be the hottest Bruins going. Bruins, of course, right now, top team in terms of goals four per game at 3.73. Tops in terms of goals allowed per game at 2.12. Capitals rank 17th at 3.11. 2.83 goals allowed per game, which is 11th. Their penalty kills decent. They're ninth. Bruins, of course, are first. Their power play, not so great, 19th compared to Bruins at 5th. Now, a couple Bruins-specific notes. We were hoping that Jake DeBrusque would be ready to go for this one, and physically he probably is. However, he was not able to make it back to Boston in time because he had a travel issue from Edmonton where he spent the bye week preventing him from returning to Boston in time for the skate. Montgomery said, that's head coach Jim Montgomery. Don't know if it was weather or plane problems, but his flight was canceled and he had to fly Thursday morning. Couldn't get here in time for their practice and therefore won't be in the lineup. So Jacob Lauko will enter in and get a look on the fourth line with A.J. Greer and Trent Frederick. Third line will be Taylor Hall, Charlie Coyle, and Nick Foligno. The Brewers, of course, kind of went up and down into the break, um, winning their final game against Toronto. By all accounts, the break was very good for them. Jim Montgomery said he expected their first practice to be sloppy, but they were passing the puck, kept themselves in really good shape, and it wasn't an easy practice, but they looked pretty eager. Their energy was back, and the break appeared to be good for everybody. Everybody was excited. The pace and the purpose of what they were doing out there was on point, and, you know, you look ahead, Playoffs are coming up. They've been getting every team's best. And Brandon Carlo kind of spoke on behalf of the team. Everybody took the opportunity to get some midseason rest, relaxation, family time to mentally reflect on the first half and prepare for the next half, the battles that they're going to face going forward. Um, And that's it. They have a purpose. There's ups and downs. That makes you stronger. And that adversity is important for the Bruins so as to not coast into the playoffs, but to just be battle-tested and battle-ready for when the games matter most. And we're going to start to see that Saturday against Washington. Again, a team fighting for their playoff lives.
All right, that's it for today's episode, my friends. My first day back, getting into the groove, catching up on emails. I want to thank you so much again for checking out the podcast, your team every single day, and I'm excited for what's to come here with the Bruins getting back in the ice, preparing for the trade deadline, and what we all hope will be a long playoff push. Speaking of prospects, I'm going to the Guelph Storm game tonight, so I'll get to take a look at Matt Poitra and uh, see how his game is progressing firsthand. Uh, I will also uh, be probably posting a podcast or two over the weekend to catch up for time missed over my vacation, but it was well, uh, yeah, just well worth going away. You can kind of tell my voice is a bit gone. Uh, really enjoyed ourselves and uh, thankful that I'm back and talking about your favorite team every single day here on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Take care, friends.